and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Callum. I'm Bobby. We're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Hello. Hello, good evening. Nearly did it like Bobbles then, but I thought better not. No, you'd, no. you'd run into trouble with his fan club. Yeah. And me. I reckon I could take him. The fan club? Yeah. Isn't this growing? It was only like three of them at the minute. I think there's more than that. Making t-shirts and everything. I just windmill them. <laughs> <laughs> if you do that, I'm just going to do this. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, he, you know, you can hammer him. Well, that's true, yeah. Not true, though, is it? He's like a little pudding, isn't he? He's like a true, isn't he? Aw. Okay. Anyway, what's been happening this week? Uh, not a lot, really. The coronation. Yeah, I suppose it's street. I suppose it's a big, yeah. big week for the king. When, when you say not a lot, I suppose <laughs> it's a big week for the king, isn't it? Yeah, although he was videoed looking rather oh, grumpy so in his um, carriage. <laughs> Complaining that they weren't there on time. Well. Yeah, and I can't believe how long it takes yeah. or something, they reckon. I would think it was quite comfy in that car. I'll be honest, if it was in that carriage getting pulled along by some horses... And like it was dead comfy and everything. It was in this massive gold carriage. I don't think I'd bother. The only thing I would, would say you? is, yeah. Well, the only thing I will say on that is that like he had that big like Dalmatian coat on. Yeah, and it's a glass carriage and it looked pretty warm. Uh, yeah, good point. Mm. Do you reckon there's air conditioning in the carriage? <laughs> I don't reckon so. Do you no, know? No. I reckon they've got it. Managed to get it in. Do you remember that one they did that in uh, Blackadder and Baldrick had that coat on like that, but it was made out of cat. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, the collars yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon it was like that? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, and last time we recorded football, United were about 10 points clear in Champions League place, and now Liverpool are catching them up. It's ridiculous. Mm. What is there a point in it? Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. No. I don't want to talk about that. All right, fine. You brought it up. I know. But, but fine. It's like a weekly thing, isn't it? What's on tonight then? Uh, we have our round 11 Super League review, we have my stats of the week, and our trip down under to the NRL. What are you laughing at? Nothing. It's just when you say stats. I'm excited for them. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. I feel like you're up to something we'll now. Carry on. What else? We've got a special edition now tonight, haven't we? Very uh, special edition. Yes, we have. Uh, we are joined by Reese. Uh, from uh, the Lot Pod, yeah, and Stat Man Reese. It's like a stat off, isn't it? It is like a stat off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have got Reese from the Lot Pod uh, representing Leeds Rhinos, obviously. Yes, and uh, we've got Steve Orford. Yes, uh, for St Helens, is that right? Yes, and why are we doing that, Callum? Because they were both in the grand final, and now they're both crap. Yeah. <laughs> And we crap. want to find out why they're both <laughs> crap. Yeah. Or how they could not be so crap. Well, both of them are out of the playoffs, aren't they? Which is why we thought it would be a, a good time to sort of get them on. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen. So um, uh, let's see. Let's see who's the calmest out of the two. <laughs> yeah. If you had to guess right now, who would you say would be the calmest out of the two? Um, Reese, I think. You think? Yeah, I'd say Reese. Okay. All right, let's see. Let, let's see how it is then, shall we? Yeah, and then we're joined by Bry for the predictions league. Oh yeah, I forgot about Bry. Yeah, it's easy. Easy to do, isn't it? Easy to forget about Bry. <laughs> Sorry, Bry. 
Uh, right, well, we'll jump in then, shall we? Yeah. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world, and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Well, that brings us nicely into round 11, and we're just going to kick off things uh, where they started this week with probably what most people would call a, a shock win. Uh, Hull FC 14, Wigan 10. Yeah, Wigan with a few injuries. Mm. Um, uh, particularly, I think, from the international week before. Most, mm. most teams' players had a break. They had more players out than anybody else, I think, didn't they, in that international? Yeah, I think so. Um, but they were um, they were missing a few. Um, but Hull FC, two in a row? Yeah, um, really surprising, even with the, the the England game previously, like you've said. Um, from what I saw, Jake Clifford looked really good. I've got that down. Yeah, thought he looked really, really dangerous. Set one up, scored one. Mm. Um, which was the sort of form or hopes, I suppose, that Hull FC had in the first couple of games of the season before he seemed to drop off a lot, wasn't it? Yeah, they'll be hoping this is sort of like, you know, a, a, a sort of restart for him and, and he kicks on now and, and carries on on that sort of trajectory now. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've got, there's there's a big, to- I mean, Hull, Hull FC went 14-0 up and then uh, Wigan scored either side of half time to bring it to 14-10 and then there yeah. wasn't another point in the game. No. And it looked for all the world as though Wigan were going to get the extra score to uh, to win the game. Yeah, when they got that second one early yeah. on, you think, oh, well, they'll probably go on and win this now. So, first of all, it's a lot of credit to Hull FC's defence, I think, there. Yeah. In holding on. The second thing is, I think we're all, we're all aware of the, the Jake Truman incident. Right. So, um, if, we're not, if we haven't seen it, a uh, bomb goes up. I think Smith's bomb goes up. Yeah. This is in the very last minute, 30 seconds to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lytton drops it. It's the first one he's dropped all night. Uh, Wigan pick the ball up, sort of bang into each other, um, but they're only now 10 yards on the line, and then Truman comes in and makes a tackle. Yeah. And makes a tackle. <laughs> and makes a tackle. And makes a tackle. So they all get back on the line with about 20 seconds to go, at which point um, referee gives him a yellow card. Right. Well, FC, hang on and win the match. Yeah. Okay. So, you're a Hull FC fan. What's your view? Absolute hero. <laughs> smart player, you've won him the game. Yeah. Right, is it smart player, is it cheating? Either. Again, from a... From a... I, don't, I don't think it's cheating. No. Okay. I'm not going to ask you from the Wigan point of view. Okay. Because you you know what the answer is going to be. Yeah. So I just want to throw it out there to you. Right? I want to, I'm going to ask you going to ask you two questions. Right. Mm-hmm. If Jake Truman hadn't have held up the man in the tackle, yeah, would Wigan have scored? Yes, yes, probably. Yeah. So in that case, forget the rules. Is there a case for a penalty try? No. Forget the rules as they are. No. But he stopped a try. He stopped a certain try. Mm, I can't. You can't say stop to certain try. I've just asked you where this going. You I said, said yeah. probably. 
Yeah, but yeah. So no. from a game point of view and a neutral point of view, if you like. No, I don't. No, I don't see anything wrong with it. Okay, just thought I'd, throw I'd it. do the same thing. I just thought I'd throw it out there and do the see same what, thing and see what people say. I'm not saying you wouldn't do the same thing. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. I I understand, but it's definitely not a penalty try. You've, rules are rules are no rule. It's definitely not a penalty try. Okay, I just thought I'd throw it out there. That was all. Yeah, no, I um. But it was a really interesting discussion point at the end of the game. Yeah, I can see why it's a discussion point, but you know. There's, no, I don't think there's anything else you can do, really. Okay. Would Rugby Union have handled it differently? Probably. Mm. It'd have been a red for a start. <laughs> and probably a penalty try. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, you know, you're probably right, but I, no. Okay. No. I've not given it much No, thought. I'd just be interested to just see what people thought that was all. I just thought it was smart more than anything in okay. a sort of underhand kind of way. Fair enough. Okay, well, moving on to the first of the other five games on Friday. We will head to France for the Sky game, where we saw Catalans take on St. Ellen's, and they came away with the win, 24 points to 12. And there was commentary, despite what Young Bobble said. Yes, they weren't, they weren't in the studio, though, so... It, Maybe it just got. No, they were. They were in the studio. They weren't at the ground. They were at the ground. Maybe they were just. Maybe they just got. They weren't in France, were they? No. It was commentary. Yeah, there was commentary. Neither, neither were Saints for most of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how they got a 12 point lead. Another 12 point lead that they've thrown away. Is that two or three, four in the in the season that they've thrown there away? There was one to Leeds, Lee, Catalan. Three uh, at, least, at least three. At least three. Yeah. Um. If you'd have backed the opposition at 12 up in a game, you'd have made a fortune, wouldn't you? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how they got there, to be honest. They never really looked in it. No. Um, I have to open on this game with Bullmania 2.0. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's the most rugby league thing. <laughs> the owner's going to bring his bulls for like a, a walk around the pitch. Why? People he... aren't going to pet them. <laughs> what seriously though? What's the point? Why has he done that? Even Bradford Bulls didn't have bulls around the ground. <laughs> they had that little guy in that go kart waving a flag. Do you remember? Yeah. But seriously, what's the point of bringing these bulls to the game? Like you can't pet them around. He was showing them off, yes. and then they got loose and started to attack all the Catalans players. <laughs> Did you see that one that got loose? He's dragging that guy along the floor. <laughs> yeah. He's desperately trying to hang on to a half-ton animal that's running around the ground. <laughs> The funniest one was the physio who dumped the ball and just legged it over the fence behind the <laughs> <Yeah>. sticks. <laughs> I mean... It could, you know what? The same is that. It could yeah. have ended up either in the crowd or on the pitch that, like, with the players. That could have ended really badly. What a ridiculous idea. Who's, I mean, I was going to say who signed off on that, but he owns them and he can do what he wants. So. Yeah. Well, him. So. Yeah. You know, if you're in the crowd, like, you're not excited before the game, though, are you? You're not going, like... I have some balls on tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like like Lee have been brilliant, haven't they? They're, mm. they're pre-match entertainment. All right. And I think last week they had Top Loader on. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, like, you go into the game and you go, oh, they better sing Dancing in the Moonlight. Well, I'm guessing they did because I don't know any more songs by them. Mm. But you're not saying, oh, it's all in balls tonight. Might we get a stroke one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Who's thought that's a good idea? I don't know. Who's backed him up on that idea? 
Someone from Channel 4, I reckon, with some of the programmers they have on there. <laughs> it's the same guy that passed off on, like, Naked Attraction or something. Like, <laughs> like, something like that. <laughs> Just strange. The most rugby league thing ever. I know. It could have ended, it could have ended badly. Anyway, it did end badly for Saints. Yeah. Who, who essentially pretty much lost 24-0. Yeah, 24 unanswered points, never really in it. They're, they've got, I mean, we'll speak to, to Steve later on, but serious lack of pace and and disciplinary problems. You know, Comrade Earl, another sim bin in. Swearing at the referees. No excuse, is there, for that? No. And you've been around well, long it, enough. Uh, yeah, is that what it was? I, I saw the, I didn't, when we watched the game, we watched the game, didn't we? Mm. And I didn't see it at the time, but then when I've watched the highlights back on the Super League show to do some research for the for the pod, um, uh, who, who was the ref? Was it Liam Moore? Yeah, uh, he said he, he, he was somebody. I think it was Lomax that questioned it, and he said he swore at me. I'm not prepared to take that disrespect from a player, which is fine, and that's what he Absolutely said. So, so that was what it was. Yeah, but I do think that the penalty leading to it wasn't even a penalty. Mm. Mm. With the, the the late hit, he'd give it for, or the tackle off the ball. They, they're getting silly, these late hits and off the ball tackles, aren't they? We say it every week, but mm. it's the flavour of the month for this season. Yeah. But discipline problems again, and I know he's, he's only walked away with a £250 uh, fine, Conrad Earl, but, you know, the, the the disciplinary record for Saints this season is shocking, especially mm. in the pack, which is why they're losing games, because they're getting bullied in the middle, because they've got no forwards. And also... They conceded eight points while Conrad Hall was off the pitch. Yeah. So he went off and it was 12-6. He came back on the 14-12 down. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's certainly not um, not helped. What, what I find a bit, I, I don't know if I'm a bit quizzical or whatever, is some of Paul Wellens' his comments after the games now, mm. where, oh, we have to do this. And I think this week he was saying that um, too many players trying to win the game on their own. Right. Uh, and we have to get back to doing basics better, right? You, you're, you know, you you've won it four times on the trot, and you're now ten games into the season. Mm. You, the basics should be there, really, shouldn't they? Yeah, the the the, the handling was shocking. Oh, that, second half was. I'd love to see the completion it? rate for that that game, but yeah, um, yeah, it was shocking. But it was a must win for Catalan because they lost that. That's four in the ro- mm. uh, four in the bounce that they've lost. So. Yeah. They had to win that game, really. Yeah. So. And they did. Mind you, saying that, if you've got the threat of balls in the dressing room after the game, <laughs> yeah. you lose. Yeah. They said, as you lose, these balls, they're going rampant. No. You're going you're to try a bit harder, I reckon. No, Mr. Ghosh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little boy in the hospital that really wants you to win this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> They should have played them after a try. I thought they should have gone. But a bully can't beat a bit of bully. No, it winds me up anyway. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well, moving on to uh, another game. We had Hulk IR taking on Huddersfield, and they came away with a twenty-eight nil victory over the Giants. Didn't miss Jordan Abdul, did they? No, they did not, and that is a might prove a little bit bigger for them as this as the next few weeks go on. But I think Lachlan Coots out as well now. Oh, mm. is he? I think so. Mm. Could be a could be a couple of big key losses there for them. But uh, this week they did uh, 
well, they in an absolute pouring down hull, mm. they did very well and well, they, they thumped them really, didn't they? Yeah. In 2013, right? Right. Ryan Hall gets an interception 90 yards from his own line. Yeah. Um, hands off the defender. Absolutely swatted off Kevin DeGarma in this game, by the way. <laughs> yeah. and, and you don't see that very often. I haven't seen many people do that to him. No. Right? But in 2013, he gets the ball 90 yards from his own line and he's got that space. What do you think he thinks in 2013? I'm going to score. Yeah, he's like, oh, yes, look at this. Right. In 2023... He gets that space in front of him. What do you think he thinks now? <laughs> oh, oh. Got to run 90 metres. <laughs> to be fair to him, he did. The good job it wasn't another 10 or 20, I think, because <laughs> he'd have ended up like Bobby used to in the 400 metres at school. <laughs> 400? I was looking at it too. Did you have a rest, after? Did you have a rest during the 200? Yeah. <laughs> Got 200 and then started walking. The rest couldn't be bothered. <laughs> he was out of puff. <laughs> wasn't fun for me. <laughs> Teachers used to give me the inside track. It still didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> what head start would he have to have against Ryan Hall in this week's Bobby versus Rugby League? <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Well, uh, over how long? Are they all over 100 metres? Yeah. Uh, 60. Okay. And at least 40 against the bull. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Uh, back to the the game. Do you think Ryan Hall will break the Super League try record? How many short is he? Uh, He's not far off it. Thanks for that stat, man. (laughs) Uh, You better get looking it up, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, I I know he's he's not far off it. Fancy asking that question. And then like question and then don't know what the the number is. is. Do you know what I looked at? If he was like, well, put it this way, Bobby, if he's seventy off it, no, I don't think he's gonna break it. If he's like twenty off it, then he's got a chance. I think he's nearer to twenty than seventy. So it could be (laughs) forty. So we just had to pause it (laughs) 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 while Bobby looks up the numbers. (laughs) I looked it up. And I forgot to write it down in my notes, and then I forgot again. And so many, go on. How many short is he? Uh, Danny Maguire has 247. Yeah. And Ryan Hall has 233. So he's 14 short, and I believe he signed a contract with Ulkayar for another year. Do you know what? The way Ulkayar are playing... He might do it this he year. He might do it this year. Yeah. I think he'll do it. Oh, I, I think, think he'll if he's got another year, he'll definitely do it. But he, if you think he's got, he's got, what, 16, 17 games left plus playoffs? Yeah. So potentially he could have twenty games. He could. He oh, could. plus Challenge Cup. Oh, it's no, just Super League, League only, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, League, yeah. yeah. But he could well do it. He could do it this year. Yeah, I think he'll definitely do it. If especially if he's going round another twelve months. Yeah. Um But he could. Yeah. Okay. Well, hang on. Let me. I'll change the question to you then. I'll ch- I'll change it slightly. Will he be Super League's top try scorer overall, or will Josh Charnley take it from him? Who isn't miles away either? And how many has Josh Charnley got? Two fifteen. So he's only thirty-two short of the of the record himself, mm. and probably has a probably has longer I than Ryan Hall. Not sure, he does actually. But no, I think I, I would back Ryan Hall because he's got tries in the bank there, hasn't he? Mm. Okay. 
Yeah, I think Rhino as well. Yeah. Um, quick point on this game. Um, Jake Connor just uh, through the interception got robbed with a one on one. He had one of his, you know, when we say he's really in and out of a game, he had one of his out games. Yeah. Um, and what strikes me with Huddersfield at the minute, Ian Watson, it's very good to play in a blame game, I think. The Jurgen Klopp of rugby league. Yeah, it's always his players' fault. He's, mm. You know, he, he came out of the game and said, we, um, we didn't do what we'd done all week. Right. We, we didn't do what we'd done all week and like just, just didn't do it. And it's an ego thing and they've got to get over that. He, said, he, he, he never sort of takes any... Um, what's the word? Blame. Blame, yeah. He never takes any responsibility. Mm. Yeah. He, he's very good at directing it elsewhere. I think he? so, yeah. But yeah, we said. I, well, I, I said last week that you know they need to get their act together, um, and and that on paper they're a really good team, but it's not not happening for him. And yet he, he doesn't seem to me to be un, under any kind of pressure with his job. Yeah, you. Mm, I know where you're coming from with that. Yeah, he's he's not exactly. I mean, he got into a final last year, but apart from that, the Challenge Cup final last year, but apart from that... But the way they play isn't very entertaining. No, and, it's and, not. And, and we said that, you know, he's he's got to deal with these sort of superstars now, like Price, like Connor, I have, and people like that. And he, he's got to let, let him off the, the chain a little bit, so... I have seen a few Huddersfield fans online agreeing with you there that uh, the majority are still behind him, but there are a few now, I think, saying it's time to get him out and stuff, but... Mm. Well, let's be honest. Any team loses three in a row, and the coach is on the way out, and it. And I understand that it's not like football and things like that. There's, there's not that sort of media pressure and things like that. But he doesn't know. He doesn't seem to be under any. No. I mean, the, the team that they've got and the money that they must have invested in the players and things like that should be higher up the league. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Yeah. We're moving on to the next game. We saw a a bit more of an effort from a Wakefield outfit. Uh, they went down thirty to eighteen to Warrington, though. Yeah, really, really good effort from Wakefield. I think it was twelve all at half time, and I think they went fourteen twelve. And then Kevin Proctor decides he's going to get a red card. Mm. Mm. Right. I was thinking, watching the first half of that, and I thought Kevin Proctor. He was like Moses. <laughs> no, every, no. Every time the ball, no. Every time the ball goes near him, it just parts like like the Red Sea. There's just massive gaps every time the ball goes near him. He's terrible. Oh, defensively. Defensively, right. every time the ball goes near him, it's like yeah, right. I thought he should be called Moses, but then and then then he gets a red card, and that's the game over. Mm. He needs to get on a plane back here because he's not doing Wakefield any favours whatsoever. It was oh, it was just like, I just felt so... I, I felt bad for Wakefield because they really tried, really put effort in. Um, they let runners go down that side. I think Thewlis and Ashton, um, they let runners out wide. And, and it got a bit silly towards the end when, after Proctor had gone yeah. off because they were struggling for men. Maybe he just wanted a vape. <laughs> <laughs> A little video in the toilet. Yeah. He's got sent. Oh. Ah, I just got a red card. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Do you know the worst one I ever saw like that? You know, like people putting a post on. It wasn't rugby league. It was football. But it just reminded me. 
Right. There was a guy, I don't even remember him, he used to play for Newcastle. He was right. He was a bit of an Herbert. He was called Niall Ranger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, well, he ended up on loan at Blackpool. Yes. Right, and his first game, he sat in the stand, right, and Blackpool weren't doing very well. And he tweeted with 10 minutes to go, ha, 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 can you believe this team's just actually got a corner? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just signed for him on loan. <laughs> he wasn't all there, him. No. But Kevin Proctor's on a par with that, I think, for Wakefield, because it's just like, again, who passed off on that to say, uh, yeah, we, he'll be a good signing for us. Mm. I always worry with the Aussies anyway. Yeah. When they come over. Oh. Kiwi. Oh, yeah, he is, yeah. But I know what you mean. It's like, yeah, he's been beat up in the NRL and nobody nobody wanted him there. Well over 30, you'd think. Mm, it's yeah. not going to go well, this. No. Yeah. And but, nine times out of ten, it doesn't. No, but you're right. A little bit of hope for Wakefield. We've said we would never, ever question their effort. But this week, you know, 12 all, and you're like, we're really in this now. Mm. And then he does that. Mm. Idiot. I'm playing him this week, man. No, well, he'd probably, no, he'd probably get banned anyway. Don't, no, no, no I don't think anyone got a ban actually. Right. No. No. Actually, now that yeah, now we've just said that sort of the thing before, nobody's been banned this week. Right? Yeah, I forgot about that actually. But whenever I, I won't be playing him again, I won't be playing him rest of the season, me. Do you no. think uh, they don't need him? Do they? He's rubbish. They don't need him because mm. he's not bringing anything to them, so they no. don't need him. It's championship players that offer more. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it was strange there was no Luke Gale? No, no, I, I don't think he's probably fitness wise up to speed. Only just signing a couple of days earlier, structures of the team and all that sort of stuff. I think they probably needs a week. Yeah, there was no point throwing him against uh, Wellington the team away. Who won eight from eight? No, true. There's no point. No, I think you know, but it gives them hope, and then with him to come in, gives them hope again. So they played him and they lost. And you go, well, what load, load of good he did? <laughs> yeah, especially if he doesn't have a very good game because he's just been thrown in. Yeah. yeah, true. No point. Yeah, don't true. do him or the team any good. No, yeah, he'd he need a, a week's full-time training behind him at least, wouldn't he? Yeah. Fair enough. Moving on, we go to Leeds, and they went down uh, They went down to Salford, sorry, uh, 22 points to 12. Mm. Again, just the most difficult team in the league to predict, I think, Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, usually better at home. Not today. Although, I've got to applaud Richie Myler. Absolute tremendous shit hours. Did you see it? After we scored. Well, Leeds scored a try right on half time. Yeah. And they kept it alive and kept it alive. It, they were like, oh, this is brilliant. It was a bit lucky, actually, because it was like they bounced off people. They managed to, everyone managed to fall over. And I think it was Chris Atkin that then uh, Sneed bumped into, I can't remember who was, I can't remember who was blocking Myler. Uh, who was who was going across to, to make it? Anyway, Sneed banged into him, and then Myler ran around the back under the post. Yeah, that's so right. So Atkin yeah. complained about it, and as he started to complain, Myler just shut the ball at his head. Did I? <laughs> yeah. I did see that. Now you said it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Atkin never reacted or anything. Uh, Chris Atkin never reacted. I'm not even quite sure he felt it or knew he had done it or whatever. But he just shut the ball at his head when he started to complain. Fair enough. <laughs> but he had the last laugh. Needless, Needless to, to say. say. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but do you think um, we've talked a little bit about coaches tonight as well, and would would Paul Rowley go go well at a bigger club? Yeah. With yeah. The, with the style. Yeah. 
Defensively, I don't know how that team would stack up because we've always sort of questioned, well, we've recently we've questioned Salford's defensive frailties. Mm. Whether that's just a sort of the standard of the player, I don't know, or whether that's just doing that we'll just outscore him, I, I don't know, but it'd be the, good to watch. Here's the difference this season between Salford and, let's say, St. Helens. So, they've both conceded a fair number of points. Yeah. But Salford are capable, so, but Salford are capable, so Catalan's got 24 this weekend. Yeah. Salford are capable of scoring more than 24. Yeah. Saints at the minute aren't. No. So if Salford are conceding those 20 to 24 points, they're still capable of winning the game. Yeah, but that's not going to happen every week. Is no, it? it's not. It's not. But there's, that's the, I'm saying that at the minute, in the league positions and the points and things like that, that's probably the difference between the two teams at the minute. Yeah. If you look at it that way. Yeah. No, I think it'd go well. I do think it'd go well. Yeah. Yeah, very, uh, very under the radar. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. But, did, but did well at Lee as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did do well at least. And a similar type of philosophy as well, I think, when he was there. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That brings us nicely into our last game of round 11, and that was Lee 30, Castleford 6. Not that surprising with the result. Bit, Bit more surprising with the score line, maybe. I get more impressed with Lachlan Lamb every week. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Ricky Lutelli, I think those are like really astute signing Lutelli. Yeah, yeah. Scored again this week, but just I think just the what he gives that team, I think in terms of experience, in terms of uh, positional play, just the drive, and I, I would imagine he's, he's a good presence around the dressing room. I really think, surprised really, he ended up at Lee. Yeah, I think that's a really astute signing that they've done really well to get Cause him. Because I, I think he would have walked into any team in Super League, to be honest. Yeah. And those two combined for the last try. Yeah. Games won, but... You know, mm. uh, again, and Lee proving to be a real handful at, at home. Yeah. It's becoming a real sort of fortress, isn't it? Yeah. Which um, is what they'll want. Cass, not out of trouble yet, are they? Not by a long stretch, I don't think. It's just difficult to see where Wakefield win games at the minute, mm. which is the only thing keeping them safe. Yeah. Yeah, but a good win. Yeah, brilliant win for Lee. And puts them, we've spoke before, haven't we, about Lee, will they, won't they, top six. Yeah. Puts them in there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, deservedly so, the league table doesn't lie. No, not at all. Not at all. They've done really well. They play similar sort of, to to solve, they play some nice attacking Rugby and, and it, <coughs> at times this season, they've had absolutely no trouble scoring points. Mm. I tell you what, it's becoming a crucial game. Um, that game that was postponed on the first week of the season for Saints and Huddersfield. Yes, um, because both now out of the playoff picture, as we said, and that's becoming a, that'll become a, 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 an important game when that one's played. Yeah, for mm. that catch-up game. Yeah, definitely. Because one of them then in danger of starting to be left out of the. Um, of the picture, yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, becoming more and more important, like you say. Mm. Uh, right, well, I think it's time for everybody's favorite.
Stats of the Week. Yes, Stats of the Week time. Hello. Hello. How many stats this week? Seven. That's because he only did five last week. No, I'm just, I'm still baffled by what you two are conspiring something here. I can feel it. Nothing. Okay. It's paranoid. I am, you're right. Well then. Oh, I'll, just, I'll just make you sure. Do the drum roll as well now. <laughs> yes, yes I would. Can I have a round of applause? Thanks. That'll do. Thanks. Uh, okay, well, we'll start with a stat that you've just uh, briefly touched on there, Andy, and that is we're going to stick with the Lee Leopards, as they have now tied their most points in a season uh, in in the Super League, I should say. Obviously, the Championship, they, they kind of dominated that for a few years. Um, but it is also, after a minimum of 10 games, that uh, the first time a newly promoted team has been in a playoff position. Right, good. very good. Good, good for the league, that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well done to Lee. Uh, sticking with Super League, um, the last time St. Helens beat Catalans in France in the league was five years ago, back in 2018. They did have a win in the Cup last year, but as far as the league goes, they haven't had much luck in the south of France. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sticking with uh, the current champions, uh, for the first time in Super League, again, after a minimum of 10 rounds played, St. Helens sit outside the playoffs for the very first time. They've always been in the playoffs after at least 10 rounds. If we still if we still have eight places, they'd still be in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that helps, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, then we go over to Australia, and uh, in ninety, this one was actually sent to me by one of my fan club. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> I'll give you. So you got to give back to the fan club. You see, um, in nineteen oh eight was the first professional first grade Australian game. Um, for since then up until the current weekend. Uh, Wayne Bennett has coached six percent of all the all the games. Wow, that's incredible! Isn't it? That's amazing, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. And he's only hundred and forty-three. Yeah, still got loads of life left in him. When did he start coaching? Then, when he was about fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> Uh, 1987 was his first game. With the Broncos. Yeah. 87. No, it wasn't. No, he had a job. No, he had a job before the Broncos. Did he? I can't think. What, first grade, though? Yeah, it might have been the Raiders. No. Anyway, carry on. He had a team before the Broncos. Was he head coach? Yeah, I'm sure he was, yeah. Well, carry on. I'm almost certain he was. Start number three. The Titans. Sorry, no, that's number four. See, I'm only used to doing five. <laughs> uh, the Titans have You've scored... done three. Uh, four I've done. Uh, uh-huh. It's ours. Yeah. It's five now. Right? He was at the Canberra Raiders. There you go. Yeah, but was he head coach? He says so. There you go. He was with South Brothers and Souths uh, in the Brisbane League. Yeah. And then Canberra Raiders, he had 28, uh, 28 games, 17 wins. Right. 
and then went on to the Broncos. Right. I thought I'd seen him there. I, just, I thought he was like assistant or something. No, fair enough. Anyway, go on. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans have scored exactly 26 points for four consecutive games now and are the third team in Australian history to score the same amount of points in four games in a row. Mm. Right, okay. Uh, stat number stat number six, the Bunnies have beaten the Storm for only the seventh time since 1998 when the NRL era began. Is that all? Really? Yeah. You think? Wow. Feels like quite short, that, doesn't it? <laughs> Just that's the seventh. Yeah, only the seventh time. The, the weekend, on the, when they beat on the weekend, it was only their seventh victory over the Storm. Since what, 1998? So that's like 25 years. Yeah. Mm. So that's 50 games in effect, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And that's on it. So seven out of 50. That's yeah. rubbish. Isn't it? I'd never <laughs> believe that. No, I wouldn't. Because, they, because they'd won Premiership a few years ago and things. I know Storm have always been up there, but that's incredible, really. Yeah, they were rubbish, though, in the like early to mid noughties, weren't they? Yeah, they were. But even so, that's... No, no, it's still, that's, that's, yeah, seven's... Flabbergasted with that one, really. Mm. Mm. I like that one. That's start of the week, that. Thank you. I like that. Thank you. Well, to round up... I wish I'd ended with that one now, but to round it off, um, Selwyn Cobbo has scored the 20,000th point for the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, they sit 13th in Australia of the all-time points table. In order to take uh, first place, they would need to score another 20,000 points. <laughs> uh, as currently at the top is the Sydney Roosters. All right. What, a bomb? Bang on? Uh, no, they're, they've... Uh, Been they're, around a lot longer, haven't they? <laughs> they're on, I think... Uh, I don't know how up to date the, the table was when I saw it. Uh, it was like 39,700, so I'm guessing they've scored... Got about like a... 200-odd points this season at least, so... Right. Got like a 70-year head start on them, aren't they? Have they? Well, I'm saying if they were there at the beginning. Yeah. I don't know how far the, the Broncos were after. 80s. Is that all? I think they were a new team when, when uh, Wayne Bennett went there. All oh, right. Oh, fair enough. And uh, just for the record, just to add to that, uh, if you're wondering who would sit on top of the Super League points list, uh, that would be St. Helens. They top the Super League all-time point scorers as uh, they have 22,500 points. Take that, Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just for Super League? Just for Super League, yeah. What was the other one? Uh, Just NRL? No, I think that one was... Since they've since they since they were oh right okay oh, because up, right yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah yeah I get it yeah yeah right very good some good ones there there you go well done. yeah very good uh, right um, we'll move on you call that a knife this is a knife that's not a knife that's a spoon. Uh, and then we come into the NRL now, and it was Magic Round. Yeah. Um, so all the all the games were played at the Suncorp this day, uh, this uh, this weekend. What a stadium that is! 
How have you been? I've been, yeah, amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. It was a record uh, weekend for them, wasn't it, with the attendance and stuff. I think there was something it like 149,000 or something stupid. Yeah, I've, I've actually got it. Went over the... I, was, have I you think got it holds yeah, about 52,000, I think. Yeah. Really. I've got so it here. Pretty they, full. There was 140... Yeah, pretty much 147,000. Seven. And right. 95 fans there, but... Uh, full each day then, isn't it? Mm. It was up 13%. On the 2022 Magic Round, uh, which was which was very good. Um, anyway, to the results, the Bulldogs 30, Raiders 34. Take that, Gus. <laughs> uh, Manly 6, Broncos 32. <laughs> <laughs> that again, I missed that one. They were, the, they were the away team at the home ground. How is that even fair? Uh, Warriors 6 Panthers 18 they're falling off a cliff aren't they yeah they were a lot further down the ladder than I thought they were started well started well the Sharks 16 Dolphins 36 that was a fantastic win yeah brilliant amazing win the first half of 4 I think it was 30-0 at half time Mm, unbelievable that that was because the Sharks have been flying and that was a brilliant win well they had that uh, winger, didn't they? It, what, what's he called? The Dolphins winger? Is he called Valance T? Oh, T- Tavare. Tavare, Valance Tavare or something. Yeah. Made his NRL debut on the wing. Did he get two tries? Two tries. Two tries he got. He only started playing rugby league last year. Where are they going? Where's, where, where's he from then? I don't know. I just remember reading it. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, think wow. he just, I think he just took up that Queensland Cup and... Yeah. Just took a chance on him, basically. Amazing. He must have been around the sort of Red Cliff Dolphins yeah, yeah, thing yeah. before they become... Like a feeder team yeah, type of thing, yeah. Or before they become the Dolphins, because they were Red Cliff Dolphins, right, weren't yeah, they? Maybe yeah. he was just knocking about in the club and they kept him on. But yeah, apparently he's only started playing knocking, like 12 months ago. Well, knocking about the club, what, like behind the bar or something? Yeah, like, just, just like, fancy just a game. Doing the bowling green, like, he you know, last time, yeah, I think. He was, the, uh, he was the kit man. Yeah, like that. Yeah. He was like Nate. <laughs> oh, and Ted Lasso. Yeah. Just, just decided to pick it up one day. Yeah. Don't even qualify. Who, the winger or Nate? Nate. Oh. Anyway, carry on. Pretty good, that, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So Very good. Didn't yeah. play until 12 months ago, and now he's got two tries on his NRL debut. Amazing, that, isn't it? What's yeah, fairy tale, isn't it? Isn't it? Fantastic. Uh, Storm 12, Bunnies 28. The Tigers go two in a row with an 18-16 win over the Dragons. They're in trouble, the Dragons. They're in all sorts of bother. Talk about getting the, rid of the coach, aren't they? Mm, they've been saying that for three years. Mm. The Roosters, six. Cowboys, 20. Mm. And to wrap up the Magic Weekend at Suncorp, it was the Titans, 26. The Eels, 24. Yeah, a decent game to end on, wasn't it, in the end? Yeah. Yeah. So who, who was your team this week? The Dolphins or the Titans? Because oh, they both won. Yeah, the Titans. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you want to watch any NRL this week, the two standout games would probably be the Storm and the Broncos. Yeah. Probably as a, making of a good game. And so does the Panthers and the Roosters. Very good. Excellent. Very good. You're just a fan, Alan, that's all. Your biggest fan.
Yes, um, as we said earlier, we're going to be joined by uh, Steve Orford from St. Helens and Reese from uh, the Lot Pod. We're excited to say we're joined by Reese. First of all, Reese, how are we this week? Uh, yeah, very good, thank you. If you'd asked me on a Friday night, it'd have been a very different uh, response. Uh, but yeah, very good now, thank you. Yeah, I think Steve's going to say the same, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think he might. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so thanks for joining us, Reese. Just want to say, obviously. Um, we we've got you on because obviously we we were sort of going down the grand final from from last year. We've gone from the grand final, and then all of a sudden, both teams are are out of the playoffs. So I just want to start off. If I just read out to you your one to thirteen for the Rhinos, so we've got Richie Myler, David Fusatua, Harry Newman, Neen McDonald, Ash Handley, Blake Austin, Aidan Caesar, uh, Aledski, Tetavano, James Bentley, Reese Martin, Cameron Smith. Should that team be where it is in the league at the minute? Uh, no, is a, is a simple response. Where not, not at all. Where would where would you say that team should be in the league then this season? I, I think there's there's two ways of looking at this, and I think it, it I think it's the same for both Saints and and for Leeds. In that a club five towers should always be in the playoff mix. So they should always that should be the minimum standard, really, if not top four. Yeah. I think when you look at the other squads this year, um, I think top six should be about where leads are. I think it's always easy to say hindsight now, but momentum got us to the grand final last year, and you guys are saying in the last week that leads are just a bit weird when it comes to playoffs because <laughs> we suddenly just managed to turn it on. Um, but we are also in a project where Rowan has got a team, not necessarily of his players, and not what the team that he might want. But I still think that squad, well coached, is a top six side. So, so who or, or where then isn't doing it? What's stopping them from from being this this top six side? I think it's the halves. To be honest, I think, um, and I don't really mean by costing with that. This, I'm not well. Blake Austin's blowing a bit hot and cold and he, he tends to lose his temper. He's, he's really annoying me. He's talking back to the rest at the moment. But I, I think Austin has been far better of the two. Mm. We asked all our fans on the on the lot party who'd rather keep either Austin or Caesar if it was one more year. I think it was something like 91-92% people said Austin. So I think in, in terms of other fans at the moment, the problem in the halves is Caesar. Mm. Um, and I think that's where I was there. I know the rooms of Luke Brooks have come there, but I'm not sure where. I'm not sure if Gary will be forking up 450k a year <laughs> no. um, for him. Um, but I think we definitely need that seven. Um, we need someone that really can step up and control that game. And the more if you look at us in the last week, as soon as we get into the, the opposition's 20, 10 meter line, we're clueless. There's no structure. There's no one really bossing it around. So I think we need that that seven really to move us forward. If it was one position, it'd have to be that. Yeah, I know. I've, I've seen bits on like, and Huddersfield didn't seem particularly bothered about losing them at the time, which I thought at the time I thought was strange because I always thought he was a decent player. But it just see, every time I see him more and more now, it just like you say, I think that that's where the problem is. And looking at the players that are off contract this season, there's not too many knocking about. I don't think. I think the the, the biggest one that's off contract at the at the minute, apart from obviously Luke Brooks, who you say might not be worth forking out the, the money for or, or Gary won't do that. Uh, it, it's probably Mason Lino. What do you think of Mason Lino to Leeds? Have you been speaking to Eddie at the lot pod? Because he, he winds up about this all the time. Mason Lino is not good enough to be in that Rhino side. <laughs> I don't think he's a better option at all. 
Um, and, and, it, and it comes back to that, isn't it? Like, I, I, again, I'm just not sure what we can replace it with. And, you know, it's part of me, the arrogance of being a Leeds fan, you know, I'd, I'd be get, knocking on a whole KR's door and saying, look, here's some cash, we'll, we'll, we'll take Mikey Lewis, thanks very much. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm not sure that would happen. And um, to be honest, whole KR in a better position than we are at the moment. But I'm not sure who else fills that void. I don't think there's any off-contract players in the Super League that can. Um, I think Cal Flanagan might be off contract down in the NRL, but again, he's not, he's not he's not exactly proven. I think he got dropped, didn't he? So, mm. yeah, it's um, it's interesting to see what that resolution might be. I mean, some people have said my letter seven, and God forbid that happened because that's just a, I think that's even worse uh, than having Caesar there. Yeah, yeah, he divides opinion. He does he? very much divide opinion, Richie Myler. Um, I think I'm on the the bad side, if you like. The Helen side. Yeah, the Helen the side. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, briefly mentioned uh, Rowan Smith before. What are your thoughts on, on, on Rowan? Are you still behind him? Because you always get the uh, lose one and, and you're out sort of people, don't you? So I just wondered where, what the general feeling was at, at the club uh, for Rowan Smith. Um, oh, I can't speak from general feeling because it is my opinion. Um, my, my opinion is Rowan is, is the guy for the job. You know, it was a long-term project. Um, he, he's shown that he's been able to do it in getting us to the grand final last year. Um, I think it's a much more open competition this year uh, in the fact that, you know, we're having this conversation that Leeds and Saints are in the bottom half of the table of the grand finalists on last year. So I think we will see a new grand final this year, but I think that also Leeds are struggling in that new pack of that new 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 set of teams that are coming through. But I, I definitely think Rowan is the person to leave. It is a project. He needs time to build his own team. But in in truly fashion, it doesn't take doesn't take long for people to turn. And if you keep producing performances like you do against Lee and then you get you do against um Salford on Friday night, it doesn't take long for that South Stand to start to turn. And if the director continues as it has been recently, he, he is in I could be in danger for us. I actually think his challenge now is bigger than, than he's ever had at Leeds. The challenge he's got in front of him now is, is his biggest challenge so far as Leeds coach. Mm. If if you make the playoffs, let's say you finish sixth in the playoffs, but you don't win anything, is is the off-season really, really crucial for, for Rowan Smith then to, to sort of stay in the job for next season? Well, if you look at the amount of players that we've got off contract this year, so we've got a footy tour we're going off, Austin, Caesar, Tetevano, James Bentley. That's half of your one to thir- nearly half of your one to thirteen, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, he is gonna be a lot of moving around in the off season and a lot of change. Um if he doesn't have to hit the next season off and he gets the people he wants and we don't see the results that we would expect at the Rhinos, then he, he could be gone next year. Mm. But you've also got to give him that opportunity. And there's also still a whole half the season to play. Yeah, I mean, we were 11th when he took over last year. Yeah, that's um, You know, it can be it can quite quickly change. Warrington won four on the bounce last year, didn't they, at the start? And then they ended up 11th. So it, a lot a lot can change in the season. Yeah. Um, but our... Inconsistent, or sort of us being consistently inconsistent needs to stop, otherwise, you won't get anywhere this year. Yeah. But the off season is going to be massive for these because they are all big roles that need to change. Some argue that the fullback needs to be changed as a result of that as well. Some people won't, but you're talking about at least half of the starting team at the moment, when one to 13, that could be going. 
Mm, yeah, no, it's a, a fair point. Like I say, looking at who's off contract, there doesn't seem to be an awful lot about this season, the end of this season as well. No, not really, no. Yeah, so uh, just moving on, uh, Reese. I just wanted to ask you how important the next couple of weeks ahead are for, for Leeds. Uh, you've got Wigan twice and then you play St Helens after that. So how big are these next sort of three weeks for you? Um, as I said, I think it's Rowan's biggest challenge at the moment and you haven't necessarily got easy games to, to overcome that challenge with. You know, Wigan on the back of two defeats in a row, they were pretty sitting pretty confident at one point on the top and now they've been brought back down to earth. They all want they all need a reaction. Um, so that's going to be two incredibly tough, tough games against Wigan. I want a challenge cup run. I know I say that we haven't had it for a while. We didn't win in 2020, but the way we bounced out and against Cast last year was pathetic. So I'd like another cup run. And you know, and the same with Saints. You know, they're they're wanting to prove themselves a bit, and they need to rebound. So you're talking against three difficult games against two teams that really like Leeds should always be aiming to be in the top four. So I think it makes the challenge that Rowan's got right now even bigger. Um, but it will be difficult. It will be difficult, and you guys will want you. You guys will want payback for what happened at, um, at, 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 at round three. Yeah, just you mentioned Saints there, Reese. Um, you've got a couple of stats for us, haven't you, about Leeds and Saints the way it's going? Yeah, I do actually. So there's a couple of things that I picked out on both teams. So Leeds sort of points differential at the moment. If you look at the average points scored versus points conceded. Leeds are conceding 1.1 point more uh, than they are scoring. So that kind of shows a bit. Saints are actually scoring 4.7 points more than their opponents at the moment, which is quite substantial compared to other teams. Um, and the other thing that picked up in Leeds is I thought they would be defending a lot more and were actually making the ninth least amount of tackles per game. So it's more about what we're doing with the ball. Uh, and we're actually 10th in metres. Uh, so 10th, so what, third worst in metres, fourth worst in carries and fourth worst in average carry as well, an average game. So I think it shows me that the problem for Lee is our carrying and moving forward. Um, for Saints, it's a bit more different really. It's your discipline and, the, and tackling. You have missed, in the, if you look at the percentage of tackles missed, so if I add tackles, tackles and market tackles, by the way, there's no difference between tackle and market tackles. I don't know why they separate them, but anyway. So if I take total tackles plus missed, and I take a percentage of how many you've missed, Saints have missed 9.2% of tackles attempted, which is the 11th, plus the second worst in the league yeah. at the moment. Saints obviously have the most um, yellow cards this season. You're also the second worst of penalties uh, this year uh, as well. You're conceding 5.8 penalties a game as well at the moment. So I think for Leeds, it's showing that our inability to convert those opportunities and score and carrying, uh, you know, we didn't have a we had in the average for if you look at the average meter the prop has made many based on five games, and if they played minimum five games, a prop will do about 70 meters per game. Leeds don't have one prop over that 70 meters a game mark at the moment, so I think that shows we're losing the middle a bit as well. Um, so just out of interest for you guys, Alec Walsley is third in the league at the moment, 107 meters per game. Um, so, yeah, I think for Leeds, it's the carrying and for, and for Saints, it's discipline and defence. Yeah. Um, you've missed the, uh, the third most tackles uh, per game as well at the moment. So, mm. that, I think, I don't know what that sounds like for you guys, the same fans, but for Leeds, I think that resonates quite true. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it's a surprise for Saints when you think about how they're, um, 
uh, the di- not discipline, the defensive stuff Callum has been for the last few years, hasn't it? And, and what Reese has just yeah, they, they've been the, Saints the marker, fans will be, I think, surprised yeah. about that. Yeah, won't they? they've been the marker, aren't they? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it it just seems to have just done a complete one eighty, done it at the yeah. minute. And they just every every tackle looks like it's going to be an half break at the minute. I said that to you on on, on Friday night yeah. when we were watching. Uh, looks like every tackle is going to be bust, and the, the, just the, the collision and everything looks very, very uh, soft. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're only conceding 14.5 points a game, which is the fourth best in the league. Mm. So you, you, you're missing tackles, but not necessarily conceding points of it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that Bobby. That's the sound of a real stat man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want. To, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say it's all right. We will. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, finally then, Reese. before we let you go, um, I just want to ask you, where do you think Leeds will finish this season? And, well, what would you settle for, really? I think we'll finish, I think we'll finish sixth. Um, and I, I think I would, I, if we finish there, would I be happy? I'd be happy that we're in the playoffs. I wouldn't be happy that it was sixth. Mm. Um but I think in, in teams like Warrington, Wigan and Hull KR at the moment, there's not going to be many spots remaining. Uh, after that, I think Catalan will slide off. I think Saints will come back into the fold. I don't think Huddersfield are going to be there. I mean, I thought I predicted Huddersfield to get the league leader shield this year, which shows how much I know about the league. Yeah. Um, but uh, what, what would I be happy with? Uh, fourth or fifth, really. But if we get, if we get six, that's where I expect it to be. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, well, Reese, thank you for for joining us, and uh, wish you all the best for the the season and uh, the the podcast, of course. So, uh, thanks for joining us, and hopefully, we'll we'll speak to you soon. Yeah, if anybody no wants, pleasure. To, thanks for having us. No, anybody wants to get hold of Reese and uh, have a good listen, then the Lot Pod is an excellent listen, and uh, uh, we can recommend it, can't we? Absolutely, yeah, brilliant. And, so, and for, and for proper stats, check out the album face on Twitter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Reese. Right. Thanks so much, Jen. No, no worries. Thanks. thanks. Bye. 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 Well, uh, yeah, thanks again to uh, Reese. Um, and like we said, uh, we would also be joined by Steve Orford, uh, our St. Helens fan. And I'm glad to say he's on the line. Steve, how are you? Good evening, yes. Uh, not too bad. Thank you, yourself. Yes, not so bad. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, Reese came on. on. No worries. No, thank you. No, Reese said uh, if we'd have asked him how he was after Friday night, uh, it'd have been a lot worse. And I reckon that's going to be the same for you, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it wasn't great. No. Um, so we want to we want to have a, a quick discussion about so the reason we're doing it today is that Saints and Leeds both in the grand final last year, but both find themselves outside the playoff picture. So we wanted to try and get the fans' view on on why, really. Um, so, I mean, if we set the scene, uh, Saints have won four in a row. Uh, they've been the absolute benchmark for the last few years, culminating in the World Club Challenge in, in heart-stopping fashion against the Penrith Panthers. And what then? Well, it hasn't been the greatest of, uh, well, I was going to say start, but it's been the first third of the season. That's not longer than you think it's going to be. The third of the season gone by and we're still sort of struggling a bit. Um, you know, win one then lose one. I think we've got an even record of like five wins and five losses, which at the start of the season, I don't think anybody would have really expected. 
No, I think people were expecting a couple of games with the emotional turmoil, the jet lag, for example. But I think yeah. if you ask most Saints fans after this, after this period, I think probably the worst they would have expected would have been around 7-3. You know, I mean, such a short margins that you know Saints have. Uh, we were talking earlier on the pod, and we we're just saying that against against Catalans, we were saying that that's another twelve nil lead that Saints have given up, isn't it? And um, you know, yeah, without three times, yeah, which three is, times this season happened against uh, against Lee and Lee, we were twelve up and didn't uh, didn't hang on to it somehow. Yeah. So, so what's the so what's the in your opinion, Steve? What's the what's the problem that there are problems that that Saints are finding at the moment? Well, I think there's multiple reasons, really. You can sort of take your pick in a minute. But I don't believe, I don't believe it's got much to do with the, uh, the trip to uh, Sydney now, at this no. stage. Because that was sort of 10, 12 weeks ago. If they can't sort of re-acclimatise and, and, and get themselves over the, the, the jet lag, as it were, by now, um, then there's something wrong there. I think, well, I think we have to consider the possibility, the early days yet still, but I have to consider the possibility that it might just be sort of a season too far for some of the players. Mm. We have got an aging squad and there will be, I think, a fair amount of rebuilding done over the next two or three years. Um, but the defence is not anywhere near the intensity and, 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 and the um, level that it was under 50 and Wolves. We're letting in more, more, far more points than we used to be. So last year, we need to, needed to go 14, 15 points and we win the game because the defence was keeping the opponents sort of under 12 uh, on average uh, for most of the season. So, that's been an issue. Um, and then there's this thorny uh, issue around Lewis Dodd and his form and his and his intentions to go elsewhere and then, and then making that public uh, a few weeks ago. I don't think that, that's helped either. And the last thing uh, I would say, to be fair to say, they do have a lot of injuries, particularly in, in the forward mm. department. They played the game, I think, against Hull KR, I think it was, after the Wigan game, where they had six, six forwards missing. Yeah. To go to a like that with six forwards missing, it's really going to be, uh, you know, a, a bit difficult to not feel if you like. Yeah, no, that's right. I just want to, I want to pick up on a couple of points that you've mentioned there. So the first yeah. thing you said was about um, an aging squad. So if you look at, if you look at the end of the season, what from who who will have who would you think might have gone by the end of by this time next year, shall we say? Well, I think it depends very much on the on the contract situations of each of each individual. Mm. I think if anybody's sort of 32, 33 and out of contract uh, at the end of the season, that makes that makes them vulnerable, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, so I mean, I think we, we can assume that Roby will retire. Yeah. Uh, this time, I know he was supposed to retire last year and then change his mind. I don't think, on the evidence so far, I don't think he will fancy, uh, you know, turning out again next year. We're going to break the record, we think, at the weekend for the all-time appearance record. Yeah, it's an amazing think, achievement, yeah. Which is fantastic, and we should, whatever happens on Saturday, we should celebrate that, because it, we probably won't see it broken again um, in, in our lifetimes, maybe. No, that's right. With the way, uh, you know, with, with players, you know, picking up more and more concussions and those sorts of things, that you miss, game, miss more games and, and more suspensions because of our uh, disciplinary procedures, so I don't think that will be broken for a long, long time, if, yeah. if, like I say, if so we should celebrate that, um, but he, he'll be gone. I, I can't believe uh, Mr. McCarthy's cars that will be with us again <laughs> next year. He's also a 37. How many other Super League squads have two 37-year-olds in the 17 every week? I think that's, that's unusual, I'd say. Yeah. Um, 
other than that, over 30, you've, you've got the likes of John Romack, I think he's 32, Worms is 33, um, I think you've got um, another one or two that are over 30. Yeah. Matalti, I think, has already said that he intends to go back to Australia next year, I think. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's a few people who, who, who may, like five or six players who may not be here next year, and certainly the year after, yeah. um, when the contract, if contract expires. At that time, I think the team will look very different going into sort of uh, the 25 season, yeah. and especially because there is the Lewis Dodds situation. He's, his contract runs out at the end of next year, and he's already said that I prefer that he intends to uh, try his hand in Australia. Yes. But I mean, the form is in, you know, good luck with that because, you know, it's not, it's not, he's not playing particularly well, and, and compared to, uh, the, to the Super League, the NRL is a much more difficult player, um, certainly to play a halfback. I know George Williams did it pretty well. Um, but Lewis Dodd is unfortunately not playing like George Williams at the moment and I think I think he must have had interest uh, a few weeks ago or after he came back from, from Australia but to actually declare that I don't think he just said that he's going back he must have had some interest um, but if his form like this continues then that interest may sort of you know wane a little bit so there's, there's a lot of uh, a lot of possible change I would say over the next two or three seasons yeah definitely I mean in, in regard to Lewis Dodd um I mean, he, he's still very young in his Saints career. He got injured um, to start a last yeah. season, and then he's not actually achieved a lot apart from the drop goal against Penrith, from what we can see. But, I mean, we said on the pod the other week, we were, we were talking, and we were saying that I think we ranked every um, every every scrum half, and we had him down yeah. at the moment some, somewhere around the 8th and ninth mark. In Super League? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I couldn't put him. I couldn't really argue with that. Yeah. Um, he's, he's not playing the way that he played before his injury. He was much more, there was much more freedom before the injury. I thought, you know, he moved the line. He, you know, he set people on uh, and create, you know, space that way. At the moment, he just seems to be getting it and, and shuttling it, either shuttling it on mm. or kicking it down the field if it's late in the count. And um, he doesn't seem to get, you know, he's not very, he's not creative like he like he was before the injury. That, that could be the injury, or it could be the instructions. Uh, from the coach but obviously the coach has changed now but I don't think in terms of you know their uh, conservative approach I think Wellens and Wolf are pretty similar and I can't see him uh, Wellens restricting Dodd any more than Wolf did so and the other possibility that a lot of the fans are talking about is that because he's had this uh, idea of going to Australia on his mind for a few weeks uh, is that he's sort of down tools and he's not really that interested so I don't really believe that. I think, I think that he's had a plane to uh, to orders. I was worried about the worried about the injury, and yeah. always all the injury has, has meant that he's not quite got the same, you know, movement and and, and pace up the miles that he needs to, to play in that way. Mm. I mean, reading online, I mean, there's a clamour from Saints fans at the moment that seems to be to drop Dodd, uh, put oh. well, put Wellsby in the halves, and I think uh, is it Benison to full back. Um, Benison, yeah. Would yeah. you would you go along with that? Well, first of all, I think John Benison's been really unfortunate to be let out of the team on Friday. I thought he was he was sensational against Warrington, and that's one of the weird things about it. We're only two weeks on from what everybody, uh, all the Saints fans thought was a, was like a vintage yeah. Saints performance when we beat Warrington yeah. so easily. Um, so, so there's that. But um, I just think. Dropping him, it might do him some good. He might, he might, you know, get sort of focus his mind on his on his performance and get him to think again. Uh, if it is, if it is in his, on his mind about Australia and that, then he'll 
maybe get him to think twice and concentrate on what he's doing now before he, before he does go if he's going to. Yeah. That might help. Uh, the other option is, is that you, you stick with him and, and see if he can play through it. Uh, yeah. But like I said, Benison does deserve a shot. So yeah. I wouldn't be against the idea of, uh, of giving him a, a, few, a few games, dog it a few games out of the team uh, and see how we go from there. But because if, 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 if you do that, First thing the fans will say if we lose games doing that is that we shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a bit of a gamble um, in that respect. Yeah, that, that's right. At the, at the moment, there's, there seems to be shades of Danny Richardson about him at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's quite similar. In fact, Danny, probably for different reasons, but he was reluctant to, to run at defences. He was more of a, you know, he'd pass the ball on when he got it and he'd, and he'd, or he'd kick it, or he wouldn't really be running at defences. Mm. I don't think he liked getting tackled too much. Yeah, um, I think Dodd's a bit, a little bit more kind of uh, a bit more involved in at the fans. A bit, he's a bit more courageous. Uh, to Richardson, he's like, he had a lot of injuries since he left then, so, so maybe he knew something that we didn't. Yeah. But he, he didn't like taking the line on and getting, and getting tackled too much. Yeah. Dodd's gone a bit that way uh, over the last uh, well, certainly since he came back from the injury. Yeah. But the injury could be on his mind as much as the uh, as much as his future. Yeah, definitely. A um, couple of other things I want to pick up with you then. Um, you mentioned about defensively. The, the defensive, should we call it intensity, seems to have uh, dropped yeah. off. And, and when I say the intensity, I don't just mean the amount of points that Saints are conceding, Steve, but I mean the the way that they're defending. I mean, under Wolf, they seem to be uh, really sort of like gang-handed in every tackle. There was three men in a tackle. They were, you know, team, they were up really quickly. Um, that intensity yeah. seems to have really dropped off, doesn't it, this year? It has dropped off considerably, I would say. Um, and the biggest thing for me on defence is the discipline has been atrocious. Mm. We're always playing with 12 men because we get somebody simbing every other week. Yeah. We're getting players banned left, right and centre. For, I know that the, the uh, disciplinary uh, a lot more strict now on, on, on uh, certain types of challenge. You've got the whole controversy with the hit drop now and yeah. uh, any late hits and that tend to pick up bounds so you lose players that way, but we, we just have been, I think we've been so badly disciplined this year and it's put more pressure on that defence. Uh, maybe that that is a factor that it's tiring out of defence and that's why the intensity dropped. Yeah. You know, I thought the defence early in the game against Catalan was pretty good. They had made a good spell in the first 15, 20 minutes where we could have scored but we held them out. But then we got we took our chances and that's what got us 12 nil up. But the more the game wore on and the more territory and possession they had, the more we kind of buckled defensively. Yeah. And it didn't help that yeah, we got another player, another player Simbin. And that, that Simbin that Thomas Harrell picked up was, was particularly like unforgivable. It was, yeah, it was a needless, needless yeah. sort of petulance to the referee. It is inexcusable, um, isn't so, it? I, I mean, so, I, I mean, you mentioned the thing diff- put that sort of thing out. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the the um, uh, the Simbinins there, and this and and the bands, and there's there's certain players yeah. at Saints, I think that, that that don't seem to learn. Um, I'm thinking of Matautia oh, yeah. and Knowles, for example. They just don't seem to learn, do they? Or Sirinan in the yeah. in the, either yeah, their well, technique yeah. or, or you know what they're doing each week. They just don't seem to learn. Yeah. And Hull's been sent off against Leeds, um, yeah. but but uh, I think it was a shoulder, high shoulder charge, uh, and also now he's been sent to Simbin for this. Uh, for this yeah, descent yeah. Uh, that he, he gave to Liam Moore on Friday night. So, yeah, I mean, they're losing their mind. It does tend to be a lot of the same people committing the offences time and time again. But yeah. as a collective, I think we're also giving away too many penalties. Oh, this, in this Catalan game, we gave away too many penalties. Give away, I think, it's eight penalties, which was uh, like a couple, at least a couple of our average. Yeah. Um, we gave one away, I think, with Sam Royal for a, 
for a needless F ball when Wellsby was catching the ball easily and he's pushed somebody off it and given a penalty away. Yeah, I think. Um, just things like that. Not, he was not playing smart and just being in, in discipline that made the situation yeah. even worse, allied to all the other factors about the ageing of the squad and, and, uh, and yeah. the, you know, the change of coach. Um, I don't think, uh, the first thing I'll say about that though is that I think Welland needs to be given time. At least people who think he should go already. Uh, I, can't, I can't agree with that. I think no matter, no matter what happens, he should be given at least two seasons to, to, to make the team in. Uh, and you know, and try, and try to try to turn things around from where they are now because you know it, it's difficult taking over from somebody who's won you know three grand finals in a row and then going back to Holbrook who won who won one before that. It's, it's, it's a difficult job. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as I said, the squad's aging and all that sort of stuff and other factors we've discussed not helping. So I think it's crucial that he gets time for this. Yeah. And and the last point I want to pick up on there is the you you you've sort of mentioned it a little bit there. It, with the defence stuff, but the attacking stats show that you know they're only averaging 19 points a game, and that was probably good enough last year. But this year, it's it's nowhere near good enough. And I thought I don't think the attack's been uh, uh, what you would uh, associate with a, a four-time champion team either, is it? No, it's not. I think, yeah, I think part of that is Dodd, uh, his form, because uh, he's he's one of the main creative functions. But I think what what's happening to us is we're getting exposed. Or having a, a bit of a lack of pace in the side. Yeah. We've always got away with it before because we've been sort of very methodical and been very good in the forwards. But having missed a lot of our forwards the last few weeks, um, we're not we're not laying that kind of platform mm. to use a, a classic rugby league cliche um, that allows us to attack. Sort of, all of the tries we scored on the wolves, we were scored from sort of short range, twenty meters, thirty meters from the uh, from the post. Yeah. We haven't got that ability in the team really. To sort of score from anywhere, like which is what, which is what Saints used to be famous for. We don't have that pace in the team now. Yeah, that's uh, right. Speaking of injuries as well, Percival is one player that did provide that, but he's plagued with injury. I don't know how often we're going to see him either this season or even going forward because he's getting towards, I think he's 29 now. And the number of injuries he's had but because he's been used as a battery man in his own half rather than. You know, yeah. as, a, as a proper out and out, a free, uh, uh, how centres uh, used to be used. Yeah, a free uh, a free wheeling centre in some space. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think we, we need the team needs it needs dog to create along with Lomax, or or if it's going to be Wellsby, then Wellsby. But it also needs, I think, a couple of pacey centres or wings outside back. Yeah, um, you know, to, to put to make things defences think twice about yeah, but all the committing and and, and and leaving that space that wide. Yeah, but at the moment. You know, we're easy to, uh, apart from key bits and you there, we're easy to kind of uh, cover if we do get through a lot of the time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I mean, I can sense your frustration, Steve, and I don't think we've really cheered you up from any on <laughs> yeah. this phone call. No, but, no. but I'm going to, uh, before we let you go, I'm just going to ask you, um, where do you think Saints will finish this season? I think they'll improve. I think that as the, as the uh, forward players come back when you get uh, sort of Matalti back and Tunin and, and Marvin Knowles when they all come back and they, if they're playing regularly every week and you've got that front three of Wormsley, Robbie and, and Lee get that back together I think they will improve um, but for reasons we've discussed and the start they've already had uh, I wouldn't expect them to finish any higher than sort of top four mm. I think third may be possible still but I can't see them being in the conversation for the, for the League of the Shield this year okay. um, it would need it would need the teams at the top you were Wiggins at the moment and Warrington to, to be really inconsistent and lose, you know, the, the requisite number of games. I think last year, 
there was a, I think it was about six losses that uh, that we had that won the, won the league. We've already got five. Yeah. So to see that high up, we'd have to go through the season only losing one more game and you just can't see that. It doesn't look like um, it at the moment, so, does it? But I yeah. think we'll improve and get to, get to the top four, maybe. Okay. And the last question for you, uh, if that's where you think they'll finish, what would you settle for? What would I settle for? Yeah. Are, well, you, are, you mean, settling, are you settling for less than winning the grand final this year with everything that's happening? Or is that is that still, is that in, in your mind as a fan, is that still what you're thinking that's what's going to happen? Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's still the goal. I don't think it's possible. Uh, but I think that's turned from uh, an expectation, if you like, to, to more of a hope yeah. at the moment. The way we're playing at the moment, there's not much chance of and they will improve. I don't think anybody will want to play them if they do get into the top six or, or the top four um, when it comes to playoff time because they are, you know, they've got all that experience of the playoff games over the last four years and the grand finals and big, big, big games. Um, they tend to have tended to over the last uh, four seasons to kind of produce the best at, at that time of the season. So if they can if they can build up through the season and get in and improve uh, to somewhere near where they were before, then, then there would be uh, there would be a chance. Uh, but, but, but to be honest, if I had to put my money on it now, right now, uh, I would I would say we'd probably fall short, and that's understandable because, as I said before, at the top, I think it might be like a season too far for too many of the players. Yeah, yeah. All right, Steve. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, do you want to just give a, Boy, a quick a quick plug to your to your blog podcast anywhere people can can uh, read read about you, uh, listen to you, anything like that for them. Yeah, that Saints blog. If you follow me, if you follow, if you follow that Saints blog on Twitter, you get all the other articles there. I do have a couple of weeks. Uh, and the, the podcast is now called That Saints Pod, uh, but we only meet uh, monthly at the moment. So the next one of those is on May the 22nd, uh, and that'll be out that week. Brilliant. Steve, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, and I hope, by the tw- I hope by the 22nd, I hope you're a bit more cheerful on it. Yeah, well, we've got a couple of uh, difficult flipping games between, well, we've got the Salford game, and then we've got the... Uh, Halifax game in the cup, so yeah. hopefully, uh, like I say, we'll have, we'll have got through in the cup and uh, and produce performance against Salford that we all start get us all start thinking a bit more positively again if we lose that game. Brilliant. Then the only get louder, won't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. Pleasure. And we'll speak to you. We'll speak to you soon. We'll do. Thanks, mate. Bye. Thanks, Steve. Bye. 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 Uh, brilliant. Both our guests there. Eh? Yeah. I think um, I don't think we've cheered either of them up, to be honest. <laughs> no, I think there's only one put, way that's going to happen. We put some questions to them in there, and it was like, "Yeah, it's not happening." And this is like, but but thank you so much for coming on for Reese and for Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and to be honest, they've had enough. They've had enough success between them, haven't they, over the years? So there's no there's no need to be down, is there? <laughs> Try telling them that. I will. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Ah, now. We're on to another favourite segment, aren't we? To finish off? Yes, to wrap it up. Move forward podcast prediction league with six again. Yes, it's the predictions league with Bry. Bry, how are we this week? Hello, boys. New, new. New, new, Bry. Are you all? How are we? Yes, good, mate. Good. Uh, that was like that thing Alan Partridge, wasn't it? You know, where like uh, they have a delay on it and like he answers the wrong question. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, Brian, any any news for this week? You've been, have you been to any games this week? Uh, we went to watch uh, West Bowling in the NCL um, and the rugby league all stars uh, with Wagger, um, Gareth Ellis, uh, Robbie Hunter Paul, uh, and a few others, obviously. Uh, Keith Singer. So, yeah, had a nice little day out at West Bowling. Really recommend it. Excellent. Good food? Amazing food. There we go. West Bowling. Amazing food. Ice West cream was good as well. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Right, I've I've stalled as long as I can on the on the uh, <laughs> on the league because oh, I'm in danger of finishing bottom. This is ridiculous. I'm like Leicester City. You're going to get relegated. I won the league. Won the league a few years. No, you ago. didn't. Well, well, not this one, but the one, <laughs> the one we did. Right, and now 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 I'm in danger of like going down to the championship. I don't know. And if you get relegated yeah. to the championship, you uh, off the pod. That's well, you, it. Well, we'll that, get somebody else. Well, in. to be honest, it's no coming back because it'll all be about licensing. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't get back in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're not showing yeah. enough to come back on. I become Keith and Cougars. I can't get in. You'll, you'll get relegated and turn into Bradford. Get a bad owner, bad new owner. Uh, sell the ground. <laughs> exactly. Just, just can't get back. I need to get. I need. I need to. Uh, right, I need to book up this week. So, uh, who have we got this week, Bry? Right. So this week um, we have for Casford Allison, Catalan Dean, Huddersfield Cowbell. For Hull FC, we've got Outlawed with the League. For Hull KR Joseph, for Leeds Jordan, for Lee Forbidden Game, Salford Louise, the Pinks. You've just had a one, Steve Orford, uh, Wakefield Ben, Warrington Noxy, Wigan Gaddy. And um, we said the other week that we had we'd completed the set by having um, having so many diverse people on from different aspects of the sport. We realised that we didn't have a community game player. So this week we've got Hunsley ARLFC player who scored at the weekend, and our friend Omar El Wadi. Ah, okay, very good. Yes, uh, Omar's uh, had a few successes as a player there at Hunsley. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, I'm glad to uh, glad to have him on. Fantastic. Do you not want to talk about last week? No. Yeah, I do need a, a, a table update, I think. A, qu- no, a quick table update? Yeah, a quick one, yeah. No, we don't. Well, basically, basically, Andy's dropped into the bottom today um, <laughs> and is now below St. Helens on spot on, di- spot on difference. Um, Bobby dropped to ninth after only getting six. I only got six and dropped to fifth. Um, Huddersfield had the worst week and only got four points. Uh, Callum's moved back up to seventh. <laughs> <laughs> Callum, Callum moved back up to seventh in a three-way tie for sixth with Salford and OKR, but leads a storm in a way with another spot on one of three that we had last week. I know, and the one he got the Hull beating Wigan by four. Mm. What a shout that was! I know, yeah. He was the only he was the only person to go for Hull. Yeah, not surprised as well. Brilliant! What a yeah, that's the sort of gamble I need. <laughs> right, shall we start then this week, Rye? We'll crack on. Uh, Thursday, Wakey at home to Wall FC on their plus new pitch. Oh, it looks fantastic. It does look really good, yeah. Well done. Yeah, it looks brilliant. Yeah. I, we've said before that Wakefield showed a lot of resilience against Warrington. I just don't see them winning now, especially on... Two back to back on um, back to back wins from Hull, and I'm going to go Hull sixteen. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to go hole 14, I think. Uh, I'll just scribble that out then. Uh, I'm going to go hole... <clears throat> what did you say, 16? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to go 10. Okay. And I've gone hole FC by 20. Mm. Um, We've got one Wakefield this week. And that's our whole KR fan, Joseph, who's gone <laughs> Wakefield by four. <laughs> I love it when there's bitterness. I think it's great. great. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Next up, Friday, quarter to eight, Huddersfield feed Lee. Um... It's a bit of a tough one, really, because you're sort of expecting Huddersfield to like turn it around, and if they do, then they, they, they should win, shouldn't they? But mm. I'm not convinced they're going to do, and and Lee are, are riding a bit of a wave at the minute, aren't they? So I'm going to say Lee by, I'm going to say 10 again. I'm going to go the opposite to you. I'm going to go Huddersfield by 10. I think they will turn it around this okay. week. I think they'll get a response this week. Yeah, I'm going to go Lee by 4. And I've gone Huddersfield by 12. Um, a mixed bag on this one. Uh, as we say, it's a bit tough to call. Um, our Lee fan did go originally Lee by five, <laughs> but changed after watching the Super League show last night and said Lee by 16. Okay. <laughs> and our Huddersfield, our Huddersfield fan has also gone Lee, but by 14. Okay. Next up, Friday, 8 o'clock. Castleford, Catalan. Um, Catalan seem to be bouncing back to a bit of form, don't they? Um, yeah, or a better performance. It was like, yeah, you can't see Cast troubling them. Can That's you? more really? the thing, in it, Cast. That's what I mean. If they were, if they were yeah. away at, you know, if they're away at one of the top five teams, I might think differently. But mm. uh, so I'm going to go Catalans by uh, eighteen. I'm going to go Catalan by 10. I'll go Catalan 16. And I've gone Catalan by 14. Um, we've only got one for Castleford this week, and that's our Castleford fan, Alison, who's gone Castleford by four. Okay. Next up, also on Friday at 8 o'clock, Warrington Free Hull KR. That's probably the hardest game of the round I think uh, and it should be an absolute uh, cracker of a game to watch as well uh, I think this is the game where Hull KR's injuries might just creep up on them in Jordan Abdul and uh, I think Callum said Lachlan Coote was out as well so for that reason I'm going to go Warrington by 6 um, Warrington 12 Warrington 8 and I've gone Warrington by 10. Um, we have one, two, three, four, five, a seven who've gone for Hull KR, mm. including a Warrington fan who's gone Hull KR by eight. <laughs> Noxie's not, Noxie, I don't think Noxie's actually predicted Warrington all season. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just getting superstitious about it now. Yeah, maybe. Must be. Friday, eight o'clock on Sky. It's Wigan Fee Leeds. Um, I yeah, I think Wigan will be too strong. I think they'll they'll bounce back quite uh, well, not easily. I, I just think they'll turn it around a bit. Leeds are 
just sort of in limbo at the minute, aren't they? I'm going to say uh, Wigan by 16. This is the sort of game where Leeds could turn up yeah. and win yeah. because you just don't yeah. know what you're going to get. Like, really turn it on. But yeah. I don't think, I don't see it. I don't think they will. So I'm going to go Wigan 18. Okay. I'm also going to go Wigan, but just a little bit less. I always have this thing where when they play each other in the cup the week after, mm. they don't try and give too much away for the cup game. And I always feel like it's going to be a bit closer. So I'm going to go Wigan by 10. Okay. And I've also gone Wigan by 16. Um, we have one for Leeds, and that's our Leeds fan, Jordan. He's going to Leeds by six. We do have two Wigan by sevens okay. from our Warrington and Wakefield fan. Okay. <laughs> I love an odd number guess. An odd number guess is my, my favourite over, over such a buddy by two. By their own team. But it never, two. Yeah, but then Jordan started doing Leeds by one. Are you rated it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's because it was Jordan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jo- Jordan, who had to be reminded this afternoon to do his predictions because he couldn't be bothered. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Brian to nudge me yeah. and say, you know. Get him on it. One yeah. week ban there. Definitely coming up. Well, yeah, yeah, get, anyway. Getting, co- <laughs> getting cocky because of the, the gap at the top of the table. That's what it is, isn't yeah. it? The one that he's not contributed to. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on, Brian. <laughs> and lastly, on Saturday at one o'clock on Channel 4, we have St. Helens v. Salford. So I think this is the most difficult game to predict. Mm. I think this is harder than the Warrington Car one. Okay. Um, do the do Saints put in a performance? Are they capable of doing that? The Warrington, uh, uh, Salford, too free-flowing, but they never win at Saints, do they? Don't seem so to. I'm going to go Saints by 14. Uh, I'm going to go Saints 8. I'm going to go Saints by four. I've gone Salford by six. And I've done this deliberately because I had a message this week because I've been predicting against Salford and keep on winning. So, um, Rachel, if you're listening, I've gone Salford by six just for you. <laughs> uh, we do have a couple of Salford. Uh, we're going to call it Salford by seven uh, from Louise. She's gone Salford by seven this week. And with pretty much a mixed bag, but nothing higher than a team by 18. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Very good. A couple of difficult ones there, I think, this week. Yeah, definitely. It's been difficult all season, to be honest. That's for me. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Aww. bottom. I know. Bottom. I'm having a good week this week, and I'm going to climb that table. Right. Well, you said that two weeks ago when you only got nine points, so yeah, no, we'll right. leave it there. Yeah, fair enough. You said Wakefield to win. Yeah, well, that was the, that was the gamble. Un- unlike um, unlike Eddie's from the lot pot, it didn't pay off. Yeah. So there you go. And the whole and the whole competition's called the Huddersfield will finish second league league table just because of what you said about Huddersfield. I tipped them again for second this season. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, right. On, on that note, Callum. Yeah, I think that just about uh, wraps us up. So thanks to uh, Brian for obviously sorting it all out as always. And uh, good luck to everybody participating. Uh, thanks again to uh, Reese and Steve for joining us. It was uh, a good listen. And um, if you are going to any games this weekend, then stay safe and enjoy. But from all of us here at the Loose Forward podcast for this week, it's goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.